My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, praises be to our loving Abba for gathering each and every one of us safely to be able to assemble in the precious name of Yahusha HaMashiach so that we can again render true worship acceptable and pleasing to our Father Yahuwah. In our last week's worship service sermon, we were able to understand the purpose of why Yahusha likened us to become salt of the earth. We are to be engines for change so that the moral, the moral decay and the worldly decay that we see happening in the world today can be halted or it can be prevented or slowed down by sharing the good news of the gospel that point people to Yahusha, the one who was able to set us free from the bondage of sin and decay. However, in relation to this work that Yahusha has given to us to share our faith and to share the message of life is another matter to which Yahusha likened us to. Yes, he likened us to salt, but he also likened us to something else. What is that? Let's begin our studies in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 14 to 16. Yahusha says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Besides likening us to salt of the earth, to what does Yahusha also liken us to? He says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. And so we are to function as light of the world. Well, what is the purpose of light? It is to give light to the world. This is why light should not be placed under a basket. Instead, it should be placed on a lampstand so that the light can be seen by all so that people can benefit from the light. And so what then is the instruction of Yahushua to those who understand his teachings and his principles? Bible says we are to let our light shine before men. This is what we need to do. Do not keep the light to ourselves. Instead, we are to shine brightly before all human beings. Others must benefit from the light that comes from Yahushua himself. Well, how are we going to do that? How can we shine our lights before men? The Bible says when they see our good works, not just our good words or our good intentions, but our good works. When we do good works, it provides light for all to see. And brethren, the world today, engulfed in darkness, desperately need to see light. We can provide that light. Light dispels all darkness. However, for us to be effective, light of the world, what does Yahusha require from us? Let's read the teaching now of the Apostle John, chapter 1 and 5 down to 7. Now, the message that we have heard from his son, who is that son? Yahushua, the message we heard from his son, and announces this. God is light, and there is no darkness at all in him. 
if then we say that we have fellowship with him, yet at the same time live in the darkness, we are lying both in our words and in our actions. But if we live in the light, just as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Yahushua, his son, purifies us from every sin. How can we be effective light of the world when we walk or live in the light? Because if we do not live in the light, how then can, be we, can we be effective light of the world? Doesn't that make sense? It makes perfect sense. You see, when we live in the light, what does that show? What does that prove? That we have true fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And when we have true fellowship with the Son, then we are connected to the source of light because Yahushua himself is the light of the world. This is why unless we are connected in fellowship with Yahushua, we cannot be effective light of the world. We need to maintain that connection. To maintain that connection, we must live in the light. Well, how can we know if we live in the light? What is one good work that must be seen in us in demonstration that we live in the light? Let's read the book of First John chapter 2, 9 to 11. If we say that we are in the light, yet hate others, we are in the darkness to this very hour. If we love others, we live in the light. And so there's nothing in us that will cause someone else to sin. But if we hate others, we are in the darkness. We walk in it and do not know where, where we are going because the darkness has made us blind. What good work proves and reveals that indeed we remain and maintain our fellowship with the light which means we are in connection with Yahusha, the son of the living God. Bible says when we have love for others, if we love others, we live in the light. On the other hand, what about those who have hate for other people? The Bible says if we hate others, we are in the darkness. Even if one were to claim, I have fellowship with the son. Even if one were to say, I am one with the Christ, but they hate others, brethren, they do not belong in the light. Instead, they belong in the darkness. This is why as followers of Yahushua, we should not hate anyone, not even our enemies. And so when bad things happen to our so-called adversaries, we should not glow. We should not be happy about that. Instead, we should so show sorrow for those who are experiencing calamities in life. We mourn with others who mourn. This is why as followers of Yahushua, what we need to show to shine brightly before men is not hatred, but love. Do you know what the characteristic of love is? Apostle John wrote it there. He said, if we love others, we live in the light, right? And so, take note, there is nothing in us that will cause someone else to sin. You see, that's one characteristic of love. It inspires goodwill towards others. It inspires other good works. The foundation of all good works is love that comes from a pure heart. This is why what Yahushua wants us to do 
to be able to shine brightly before men is to do abundant good works towards our fellow men. However, is that enough? Is it enough to simply do good works to shine brightly before all, all men? Let's read what is written in the book of Romans 13, 12 to 14. The night is nearly over. Day is almost here. Let us stop doing the things that belong to the dark. And let us take up weapons for fighting in the light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as people who live in the light of day. No orgies or drunkenness, no immorality or indecency, no fighting or jealousy. But take up the weapons of the Lord Yahushua Christ and stop paying attention to your sinful nature and satisfying its desires. How else can we shine brightly before all the world to see? The Bible says it's not simply by doing what we need to do, but also by stopping something, by removing something from our life. What is that? The Bible says, let us stop. Stop what? Let us stop doing the things that belong to the dark. And what are examples of the things that belong to the dark? Indecency, immorality, fighting, drunkenness, jealousy. Basically, the sinful cravings of the sinful nature. In other words, we need to refrain. We need to stop doing the things which are wicked in the eyes of God, yet approved by the world. Brethren, nowadays... There's so many things that the world approves of, but Yahuwah God does not want us to practice. And so we need to be careful. We must do what Yahuwah wants us to do, but at the same time, let us stop what Yahuwah God wants us to stop. You see, to live in the light, to shine brightly before, it's not enough simply to do good works. We must also renew our life and stop doing sinful works. Why is that important? Why is it significant for us followers of Yahusha to not only do good works, but also to stop, to refrain from doing sinful or wicked works? Let's read the book of Philippians chapter 2, 14 to 16. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may be innocent and pure as God's perfect children who live in a world of corrupt and sinful people. You must shine among them like stars lighting up the sky as you offer them the message of life. If you do so, I shall have reason to be proud of you on the day of Christ because it will show that all my effort and work have not been wasted. According to scriptures, why is it important for us? Not just to do good works, but also to stop sinful works, renewing our life so that we can be innocent and pure as God's children, blameless. You see, we need to be blameless before the world. In other words, we must, there must be nothing by which the world can criticize us about. Because if a follower of Yahusha, for example, is engaged in good 
works, right? But at the same time, they are also engaged in wicked works. They get drunk, they go to the beer house, they go clubbing, they do the, the works of darkness, but at the same time, they do good works. Are they going to be criticized? Yeah. How about those who do not entertain sinful actions? They do not engage in wicked works, but at the same time, they do not show good works as well. Can they be criticized? Yes. This is why the Apostle Paul is teaching us that we must be blameless. This is how we do that. We need to stop doing what God does not want us to do. And we must do what God wants us to do. When we're able to do that, what do we become before the world? The Bible says we become like stars lighting up the sky, shining among the people. The people in the world live in a, in a society where there's corruption and sin, and sin. And so we need to become like stars. Do you know what the purpose of stars are? Not only do they bring light, but during the days of the ancient times, the stars provided direction, right? They provided guidance, especially if you were navigating across the seas. Can you imagine by boat traveling from one place across the sea to another? That would be dangerous indeed if you had no guidance. The stars provided light, but they also provided navigational guidance. And so during the days of the ancient times, the people who taught righteousness, do you know what they were called? They were also called stars. You see, there's a reason why we have to shine brightly before all men by our good works and our good life. What is that reason? It's, it's so that we can fulfill another and bigger purpose. You see, to live as lights of the world, it's not an end in itself. It has a purpose. It's a means to a higher and bigger purpose. What is that purpose? Bible says in verse 16, what is that? So that we can offer the message of life. What is the message of life? To teach them the words of our almighty God. You see, people want to see a sermon before they are willing to hear a sermon. When people see our good works, when people see our good life, it's only then that they are willing to listen to what we have to offer. And this is why when we shine brightly before men, it gives us the opportunity to be able to share the message of life, the words of our all mighty God. We do not simply just tell them, listen to this. They have to first see the good works. They have to first see our life. It's different from the world. Only then are we successful. Only then are we able to properly share the words of God. Now, what is the value of the word of God? Why must we do our best to share the message of life? Let's read what it says in the book of Psalms 119-105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You know, during these days, unlike the days of the apostles, we have an advantage when it comes to sharing the word of God, right? What do we call that? What's our one advantage over the apostles? Yeah, we have internet 
And so we have shows and programs, for example, the Bible History Project, Bible Question and Answer, our worship service, all available via YouTube, Facebook. Let us use that as instrument to spread the word of God. Of course, that's not the only way by which we can spread the word of God. We can also conduct our own teachings of the Bible, lead them to read the Holy Bible. But why is that so important? Why must we live our life as lights of the world so that we can point people to the word of God? What does the word of God do? Bible says your words are two things. Number one, a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. What's the purpose of a lamp, brothers and sisters? What's the purpose of a lamp? It's to guide our feet, right? Because if you're walking and you are in darkness, you might stumble and fall, right? So you need to see what is immediately in front of you. The word of God is like a lamp to our feet because it teaches us principles to guide us in our present life. It gives us short-term success and guidance without the word of God. Our life will be shipwrecked, but with the word of God guiding our feet, it takes us in the right direction. It is a lamp. What else is the word of God? It's also a light. What's the purpose of a light? It lights up our path, right? It's like the lighthouse that you saw in our graphic today. That's a good representation of the word of God. Not only does the word of God operate as a lamp to guide our present and everyday practical decisions. It also guides our long-term path. It guides our religion. What do you mean? It points us to the path that leads to everlasting life. Do you see now the value of the word of God? It's the best source of education. Because it teaches us to make the most of our life now here on earth. But most of all, it teaches us how to obtain everlasting life. This is why Apostle Paul called it offering the message of life. However, for us to obtain that life that come from the Holy Bible, what must we understand? What must we be able to grasp about the Holy Scriptures, which eludes so many people today? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verses 4. Satan, who is the God, so-called God, of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. How can we fully benefit from the scriptures, so that when we read the passages of scriptures, when we study the Holy Bible, it will lead us to life. Bible says we need to see the glorious light that the good news bring. What does the glorious light, does the word of God bring to us? It is the glory of who? Yahusha, the Christ. Do you know what that means? The purpose of the book is to point us to one person. Who is that? Yahushua. To see the glory of Christ. To see that the whole Bible is Yahuwah's message about his son, 
Yahusha. If we miss that, if we miss Yahusha the Christ, when we read the Bible, then we have read the Bible in vain. If we read the Bible, yet we do not place our complete loyalty and devotion to the Son of God, Yahushua the Christ, then we have missed the whole point. Remember, the words of God has been given to us so that we can go to the Word, the Logos of God. Who is the Logos of God? Yahushua. That's what the Bible is all about. But who will do his best? To prevent people, even if they read the Bible, from seeing the Christ in the Bible. Who's going to do his best? The devil. This is why there are people today who read the Bible, study the Bible, but they do not find Christ. Right? They read the Bible, but not for the purpose of deepening their relationship with the Christ. It's something else that they want. They're simply using the name of Christ. But they don't really and fully engage themselves in the Christ. Brethren, the purpose of why we share the word of God is to bring people to Yahushua HaMashiach. Because the whole Bible shines a light to direct the minds of people to who? Yahushua. We need to go to Yahushua. Why is that? Why is the scripture all about this one person? Why is Yahuwah's message in the Holy Bible Point to one person, the Christ. Let's read the book of John. 14 in the verse 6. Yahusha told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So why is the scripture all about Yahusha? Why do we say if we read the Bible yet find yet fail to find Yahusha? yet fail to place our complete devotion and trust to Yahushua. Why do we say then it is in vain? That's because apart from Yahushua or without him, we do not have the truth, we do not have the way, and we do not have everlasting life. What is, what is the only way to the Father to obtain truth and everlasting life? Yahushua is the only way. It's not Yahushua and someone else. Do you get that? It's Yahushua and Yahushua alone who is the way to the Father, to our God. This is why the scripture's purpose and why we share scriptures is so that people will see Yahushua. He is the one. He is needed for us to be able to shine brightly so that we can obtain life everlasting. Brethren, that's the purpose of why we need to shine, to bring people to Yahusha. However, for us to shine, we need to maintain our light, right? And sometimes that's not easy, especially if you live in the world of darkness. Sometimes you lose hope, you become discouraged. Even the disciples during the days of Yahusha, they became discouraged sometimes. We're human beings, right? We falter, we make mistakes. We're not perfect. We want to be. And so what must we do so that we can maintain our shine? We can maintain our light so that we can be instruments to bring many people to Yahushua the Christ. Let's read what it says in the book of John 8 and the verses 12. Yahushua spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. How can we 
maintain our light so that it does not fade, so that it can keep growing and growing so that we can be effective lights of the world. Bible says we have to follow Yahusha. In other words, we need to spend time with Yahusha, studying Yahusha, studying his teachings and praying to Yahusha, being alone with him and allowing him to enter our hearts. Brethren, let us maintain our fellowship with Yahusha. That is the only way for us to maintain our light. Why? What did Yahusha say? Yahusha said he is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. The only way we can be effective lights of the world is if we have this connection with Yahusha. Brethren, how often do we involve Yahusha in our life? Do we talk to him? Do we spend time with him? Do we remember him? Do we want to study all about him and be able to understand him? Do we let him become king in our life? Do we let him take hold of our heart and guide us? That's what we need to do. Because when we follow Yahushua, he says, you will not walk in darkness. You will have the light that leads to life. And so brethren, if we want to be effective lights, if we do not want our shine to fade, we need to spend more time in fellowship with Yahushua, our king. But who also? Who also must we spend time with? Who also must we devote our life to so that we can maintain our shine, our light, so that we can be effective lights of the world? Let's read the book of Exodus 34, 29 to 30. When Moses went down from Mount Sinai, carrying the Ten Commandments, his face was shining because he had been speaking with Yahuwah, but he did not know it. Aaron and all the people looked at Moses and saw that his face was shining. They were afraid to go near him. Whenever Moses went into the tent of Yahuwah's presence to speak to Yahuwah, he would take the veil off. When he came out, he would tell the people of Israel everything that he had been commanded to say, and they would see that his face was shining. Then he would put the veil back on until the next time he went to speak with Yahuwah. How else can we maintain our shine, our light to be effective light of the world? We need to spend time with Yahushua, yes. We also need to spend time with who? Yahuwah. We need to experience his presence. We need to be alone with him in prayer. This is what Yahushua did to teach us as an example, there was a question that was asked, is it okay to pray alone? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most effective things that we can do when we can be alone with God and alone with Yahusha to be embraced by the presence of God. Because when we are in the presence of God, witnessing the glory of God, it affects us in a deep and powerful way. Just like who? Moses. You know what we read about there? We read about Moses going to Mount Sinai. And this was the second set of the commandments. So after 120 days of being with Yahuwah, he comes down, right? And what happened to his face? His face began to shine. There was a visible shine on the face of Moses. 
And the others who saw the shine that Moses had became afraid. What was that shine? That was a reflection of the glory of Yahuwah. Because he spent such a long time with Yahuwah. He had that shine. And every time he would go to the tabernacle or the tent of meeting to be in the presence of Yahuwah, that shine was restored. And so the point is, brothers and sisters, when Moses spent time with Yahuwah God, it showed on his face, right? The glory was reflected on his face. And when it comes to our relationship with God, brethren, it is also true. The more time we spend with God alone, the more time we experience the presence of Yahuwah, our God, the more our face will shine, the more we can become effective lights of the earth. But brother, I am not Moses. I cannot go to Mount Sinai. I cannot go to the tent of meeting. Is this shine? Can I also be like Moses as a ref to reflect the glory, the shine of Yahuwah Abba? During our time, we no longer live during the days of Moses. Can that shine still be available for us today? What do you think? Let's read what it says in the book of 2 Corinthians 3, 7 to 8 and 18. The law was carved in letters on stone tablets and God's glory appeared when it was given. Even though the brightness on Moses' face was fading, it was so strong. That the people of Israel could not keep their eyes fixed on him. If the law which brings death when it is in force came with such glory, how much greater is the glory that belongs to the activity of the spirit? All of us then reflect the glory of the Lord with uncovered faces. And that same glory coming from the Lord who is the spirit transforms us into his likeness. In an ever greater degree of glory. Brothers and sisters. During our time today. We have no Mount Sinai. We have no tabernacle. Can we also receive that same effect? Can we also receive that same shine. That Moses experienced. When he was in the midst. Of Yahuwah's glorious presence. Yes. And it's even better this time. Do you know why it's even better this time? Because during the days of Moses, what was in operation? The old covenant. The old covenant, which ends or brings death when it was enforced. If Moses, during that age, based upon the covenant of old, if it brought glory, if it resulted in brightness on Moses' face, Apostle Paul says, even though it was strong, the people saw it. Even though it was real, Apostle Paul says, that shine on Moses' face, that brightness, it's fading. Because the covenant was not permanent. It was pointing to a better covenant. And that is what we have today. A covenant that is based upon the work. Of the spirit of God. And so Apostle Paul is telling us. If Moses was able to receive. That brightness. How much more. We shall receive. That shining brightness in our life. When we spend time with Yahuwah our God. In his presence. What kind of brightness shall we have. 
The Bible says Yahuwah through his spirit, Yahushua through the spirit can transform us into his likeness in an ever greater degree of glory. If during the days of the old covenant, it fades, ours can keep transcending, becoming greater and greater the more we spend time with Yahuwah and Yahushua. And so what does Yahushua want from us? There's something that Yahushua wants to do with us so that we can continue to grow and be transformed into his likeness in an ever greater degree of glory. There's something that he wants from us. And before we go ahead and pray, let's read this last passage of the Holy Bible. Because he wants us to be his light, light of the world. And so in relation to this, what does Yahushua want from all of us to be effective lights of the world? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. 2 Corinthians 3.3. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. What does Yahushua want from us? What does he want to do with us? Yahushua wants us to be his letter to the world. Did you get that? He wants us to be a walking, living sermon about him. He doesn't want us to be lifeless stones on tablets. He wants us to be walking and talking and living letters that come from the work of Yahushua HaMashiach. Brethren, let us let Christ make us his letter to the world. How do we do that? When we give him our hearts. Brothers and sisters, one of the best things that we can ever do in our life is to go to Yahushua and say to him, my king, my Mashiach, my heart belongs to you. Do you know why that's so important? Do you remember when Moses went up to Mount Sinai? Before he went up to the mountain, Yehovah God told Moses, prepare and bring with you two tablets of blank stone, right? And when he went up to the mountain, what did Yehovah God do? He etched, he carved out the commandments of God. Moses must have felt very, very at peace. Receiving from Yahuwah God two tablets that contain the commandments of God. Brethren, now when we go to Yahushua, he will not give us any tablets, but he will do something even better. This is why we told you the best thing we can do is to go to Yahushua and to bring with us our heart and say to Yahushua, my heart belongs to you. 
what will Yahusha do with our hearts? Using the Spirit, He will carve out in our hearts His commandments. Why? So that we, we can be His letter of love and grace and hope to the people of the world. And when we let our hearts to be written on by Yahusha through the spirit of the living God, that's when we can say, I am a light of the world. We cannot be lights of the world unless we let our king write on our hearts. Let him do that. And let us represent our king before the world to see his love, his goodness, and his compassion. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father. Yes. Almighty and gracious God, Yahuwah. Indeed, you are great. Yes. Your love cannot be fathomed by human lives. We cannot possibly measure the greatness of your power. Amen. Of your glory yes, and your love, we can somehow experience it yes, Father. and be overwhelmed by it. Amen. Father, we appreciate yes, and are Father. infinitely thankful yes, for Father. what you have done, giving us the opportunity yes, to be your sons and daughters. Amen. We want to spend time with you, yes, to think about you yes, when we prepare to go to bed. Yes, when we rise from our slumber yes, throughout our days, yes, teach us to remember you, yes, to think about you, to involve you yes, in our life. Amen. Father, we want to feel your presence yes, Father. because when we feel your presence, yes, when we witness your glory, yes. we have this peace that surpasses human understanding. Amen. Cannot be explained by psychology. Yes, cannot be explained by human understanding. Yes, but we can feel it when we have this serenity. Yes, this complete peace in our life. Yes, even if we are in the midst of so much pain. Yes, so much turmoil, so much chaos. You keep us deeply rooted and firm. Yes. Thank you, Father, for giving us that. For giving us hope for a better tomorrow. Yes. Because we know you are preparing a better place for yes. your people. Amen. Yahushua, our king. Yes. We offer to you our hearts. Yes. Right on our hearts. Yes. Whatever you may please. Yes. Whatever you may want. Yes. It is our privilege. Yes. To be your letter to the world. Yes. What an honor that would be yes, to bring your message to the world. Amen. May you use our hearts now. Yes, Shape Lord. it as you want. Yes. Be the king in our life. Yes, we surrender to you. Yes. We want to be your light. Amen. We want to be your instruments. Amen. That more love will be brought to the world and somehow. Yes. They will crave to know about you Amen. so that we can be instruments to bring people to you because yes. it is you that we all need for you are the way, the Amen. truth and the life. Be with us always. Yes, Lord. When we think about you, yes. somehow, some way, yes, in your own terms, speak to us. Yes, Lord. Help us to feel your presence. Yes, Lord. 
Help us to find you when we seek you with our hearts. Father, thank you for your blessings. Remember your people throughout the day, throughout our years in this life. May you keep us safe and protect us. And may you please heal those who may be afflicted with any kind of sickness and provide for the needs of your people. We promise you, Father, we will do our best to be salt of the earth and light of the world, doing our best to offer the message of life. Thank you for everything, loving Abba. We ask and beg all things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.